Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Lowdown. Today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the assistant coach and analyst for Hollisher FC, Max Bergman. Max made headlines this year when he became one of the youngest coaches in German football history to coach a game as he took charge of the club's third division clash against Onsbrook. Max, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Max, I suppose just showing the passion and the love you have for your job. You just actually telling me, although you're back from holidays, you spent more than a half your holiday working on incoming and outgoing transfers over the closed season. Football really is 24-7. Yeah, definitely it is. We are quite a small club here in Germany, so we do not have uh, several scouts. We've got one scout uh, scouting several leagues, uh, not only in Germany, but also um, yeah, in Netherlands, uh, Austria, uh, Switzerland, and so on. But obviously, he cannot scout all the players. So we, in the coaching staff, try to help and try to um, also scout, try to um, yeah, look at the players and see whether they can help us. And I suppose that page that's where it lends, it hand, it lends its hands rather to creative guys like you coming on board, working within all those different constraints. But that the present is something which we'll touch upon. Um, during the show, Max, but just to throw it back to where it all began. And as we begin with every guest that comes on the show, we ask them, what was your earliest football memory? I think it was in 2004 because I was born in Bremen, Werder Bremen, maybe some of you know the club, um, back in the Bundesliga uh, in, the, in the upcoming season. And they uh, won the Bundesliga in 2004 and that was one of my first memories because um, yeah I was in the city and uh, the city was full of Werder Bremen fans um, celebrating the victory and um, yeah becoming champions in, in Germany and that was something really special because um, yeah we've got several clubs in Germany uh, especially Bayern Munich winning a lot of titles but for Werder Bremen it was something really special and that is one of my my first memories and it was spectacular with all the people um, yeah, that enjoyed this victory. And unfortunately for both Bremen and yourself, they haven't reached such heights in quite a while. But um, I mean, for you, Max, I mean, how early did you come into the coaching and analyst scene? Well, I started with coaching being 18 years old. I did my A-level and after that, I was thinking about what to do next. And I didn't want to start, start right away with uh, my studies. So I decided to uh, coach. I um, was working as a climbing coach in Laos for a while and also um, yeah, working as a football coach, but doing a rather young team. I think they were like eight and nine years old. And after that, I decided um, I should definitely uh, start my coaching licenses here in Germany because I really enjoyed coaching. And that's where I met um, yeah, one of the coaches in my hometown club. And he asked me if I would like to take over his team, which was a youth B team. So 16 and 17 year old boys at that time. And um, yeah, that's where I... Uh, definitely started coaching at a um, higher level with um, older older players and I was 19 at that point so that's where it really started and I was always um, yeah challenged with the with the task of uh, coaching players that were not really that much younger than me. And was coaching something you always knew you would go into? Um, well it it always um, was something that I really enjoyed because um, I felt that I could um, teach players something, but 
communicating with the players was also very important for me um, and something that I really enjoyed, not only um, teaching in a way that we learned in school, but rather communicating with the players on eye level and um, yeah, trying to, to get better as a team, as a unit. That was something I really enjoyed. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast that have engaged with Max's stuff in the past, they probably came in touch with yourself the same way I did, Max, coming across your videos on YouTube, which, to be honest, at the time were quite, I wouldn't say revolutionary, but they were quite out there in terms of the tactical concepts which you went into, and they were kind of neat with the visuals you had on them. I mean, was that something off your own back, you know, geared towards your own education? Or at the time, did you perhaps have an audience in mind with who those videos were geared towards? Well, I, um, well, the beginning of, of those videos was when I coached and I definitely wanted to um, get a deeper understanding of the technical side of things. And that's where I started um started writing tactical analysis pieces for total football analysis. And um, those articles were, were quite interesting, but I thought it would be um, a lot easier for people to understand in a video with animations and with explanations of how tactical things happen on the pitch. And that's when I started doing the, the YouTube channel for total football analysis. And um, yeah, it really made a lot, yeah, made a lot of fun uh, doing these, these tactical analysis videos. And was it the case, Max, over the years of writing more tactical analysis pieces and producing more videos equated to a better understanding of the game? Is it that simple? Well, I think it's all about watching a lot of football and um, trying to yeah, um, analyze pieces or, or analyze games for yourself, but also, um, yeah, uh, reading a lot of analysis pieces, I definitely learned a lot from from football Twitter, where different people have different opinions about um, football tactics. And one really interesting point is that, in my opinion, there's no right or wrong. Um, there are observations of, of tactical patterns, and um, you cannot see something right or wrong. It's just about um, yeah being more effective than the other side uh, in the way you want to play. And um, that's why I think you can always learn from, from other people as well. So writing on your own and also reading a lot of stuff and um, communicating with others in the game is really important in order to improve on, a, yeah, on the tactical details in football. Of course, and you're saying there, there's just no right or wrong way of looking at a game. I suppose there can only be one wrong way if you're looking at the game, and that's being a fan of Werder Bremen. But... Obviously, you can watch the game. You can watch the game being a fan. You can watch the game being an analyst in your current capacity. I mean, if you're watching a game in your current job, what exactly are you looking for throughout the game? Well, it depends. Um, most of the time, I watch games in our league in order to um, yeah prepare for our next match. Um, meaning that I look at the tactical patterns during the build-up. Um, I look how Another team um, tries to apply pressure within the first pressing line, um, how, the, how the defense works, um, which formation they play, although the formation is always one of the, one of the last things. It's rather about um, do they really want to attract a lot of pressure um, or not? And um, yeah, all these tactical things that um, the opponent um, tries to do on the pitch are things that we want to um, yeah, use for us in order to 
yeah, uh, play the way we want to play against the opponent. Meaning, if uh, we really want to build out from the back, we definitely have to have a structure that allows us to build up from the back. Either um, the opposition presses with two players, so we try to create um, yeah, a way to, to have three players, which is not always a line of three, but maybe sometimes uh, a triangle and um, all these kind of things that help us in order to um, yeah, play our own game and try to dominate the game. And in a German third division, do you notice any per perhaps uh, familiar trends or even perhaps, Max, is there quite a variance in the styles you could be coming up against on a weekly basis? Well, it's different. Um, we got uh, a lot of uh, teams playing in a very solid way, at least in the third tier of Germany, um, meaning they've got a lot of players um, in the back line um, in order to provoke with only a few players long balls, because obviously the third tier is not um, yeah, technically, technically versatile as, as the first league. Um, but we definitely had, um, yeah, some teams uh, in, here in Germany in the third tier as well who really try to play out from the back, um, who really um, try to play short passes. And you also have a great variety in terms of uh, playing in the last third. We've got, for example, Zwickau uh, here in the third tier who play really a lot of crosses um, in the league, which is really difficult to, to defend. So um, there are definitely different styles. Um, uh, yeah, in every single league in Germany. And on that point, in terms of your current day role, obviously you're not only analysing for games, you're also working on the transfer side of things. I mean, what exactly is the role of a modern day analyst in a football club? Well, I think it somehow depends. Uh, of course, there are bigger clubs who have several analysts and several coaches. For me, I personally like to work um, on the analysis side of things in a very practical way in terms of I also um, am on the, on the pitch uh, in every uh, training session. I'm rather uh, an assistant coach with a focus on analysis, I would say. And I really try to, um, yeah, obviously try to analyze the things in order to um, also improve our training sessions. Um, yeah things we can work on during the training sessions in order to improve our um, style of play. And I think uh, for modern analysts, it's really important not just to analyze the formation of a team or how they press or how they build up from the back, but really also um, how to implement certain tactical principles. And that is something uh, I think which is uh, really important for a modern analyst. And it's very interesting because you speak about your workload and for me, Max, it's quite varied. And I think those of which who are involved in football listening to the pod, listening to the pod would actually agree with too. But in a funny way, perhaps you wouldn't really get that wide range in apprenticeship at a quote-unquote perhaps bigger club in the Bundesliga. Absolutely. And that's... Um... Yeah, why I also like working uh, working in this club here because I've got a lot of different tasks here, uh, not only working on the training pitch, but also doing the video analysis and the opposition analysis and also yeah, watching some of our players um, doing individual analysis. And obviously that's a wide range of tasks, but um, with every task you can you can also improve. And that's something I really like about it, definitely. And that's why I personally think that working as an analyst 
doesn't have to be in a big club, but sometimes working in a small club can be definitely of advantage. And it's something you spoke about earlier on, the communication piece. I suppose the two big roles of any analyst's job is both design and implementation. Um, what are the big considerations taken aboard in your new job when you've gone from you know, grand design and these things in theory, then trying to implement them in practice? Well, I think um, yeah, it's always a, a combination of um, doing the analysis, the video analysis, um, and then trying to, to design also training sessions um, in order to, to implement these uh, tactical principles. Um, we try to use video analysis before our training sessions in order to um, already explain what we want to see on the pitch before the training sessions. And then uh, we just try to refer to things we, we already mentioned in our analysis on the training pitch. And I think uh, connecting all these aspects uh, together is something that is really important in order to make the players understand uh, the importance of, of certain technical principles. Yes, and although they might understand the importance, you know, in most instances, Max, you're never really going to get 100% buy-in. Have you encountered any certain situations over the past season where you weren't getting buy-in from managers or players alike? Well, of course, uh, there are always moments when you um, yeah, realize that certain things do not really work out in a way that you, you wanted it to. And um, that's where we try to, to uh, stay as flexible as possible. Um, sometimes uh, you do not have the time to correct things on the training pitch. If during the first half things uh, went wrong, you only have the second half uh, in a game in order to, to correct certain things. Um, that's why we sometimes also um, yeah, changed formations during the game. Um, that's why we sometimes adjusted players' positioning during the game. And that is something really important too, of course. And I suppose no young analyst could ever be prepared for taking their debut in the hot seat at the tender age of 24. If we are going to speak about that day, the season, Max, when it happened, um, in the build-up to the game, of course, you knew the manager was going to be suspended and that would be, in fact, you on the bench that day. Um, building up to the day and then the game itself, Max, was there any sense of feeling that this is, well, this is something quite unique or and this is just another day at the office? Well, I think it was uh, only after the game that I realized it was something that unique uh, because before the game, I didn't have that much time. We uh, had a week where we played on the weekend and then the next game that I coached against Osnabrück was, I think, on a Tuesday. So I only had like two days, also two days with a, with a team in order to prepare them for the game. So uh, there was not an, really enough time to think about it, which was... I think really good for me because um, I just uh, stayed within the focus, preparing the game, doing the opposition analysis and preparing um, the match on the training uh, pitch with, a, with a, a team. I also have uh, a head coach here who really um, yeah, has a lot of trust in me, which really helped in that uh, position. And we uh, discussed about several scenarios that could happen before the game, obviously. Um, what would be the solutions, etc. So uh, we definitely prepared it, um, but obviously you cannot be yeah, prepared for everything on and every scenario. And um, obviously, yeah, with my age, I didn't have 
a lot to lose. I just went for it. And um, in the end, we maybe even had a bit of luck, but had a draw with an amazing game and uh, yeah, a really good game for, for every um, fan to watch, I think. Because as I'm sure you're well aware of on football Twitter, so to speak, Max, when the news broke out in certain circles that a 24-year-old had taken charge of a third division game in Germany, people were like, wow, what the hell? But in fact, we've seen over the years in Germany that people are quite accustomed to this and that there's such a culture and a stage and a platform for young coaches to make that breakthrough. Why do you think that's the case in Germany and in not so many other places? Well, Difficult to talk about other places because I don't really know how it works there with all the coaching licenses, etc. I think one fact definitely is that we've got some role models in Julian Nagelsmann, but also in Thomas Tuchel, um, who is really young as well. And um, yeah, that always meant for younger coaches that you can really make it into the pro game if you just... Um, Yeah, give your best if you just um, try to try to get better. I think um, these younger coaches in Julian Nagelsmann and so on definitely used um, innovative training methods as well, where we could learn a lot, where we could uh, watch their sessions and um, yeah, take learnings from them. And um, I think a lot of uh, those young coaches already start uh, studying sports science um, just right after the A level, meaning being only 19 or 20 years old. And I think that also helps uh, having these studies besides coaching, coaching and football. And I think all these aspects uh, combined, um, yeah, allow younger coaches um, to have really good competences in order to coach a football team. And it's something which we spoke about off camera too. I think the German education system has a lot to be said for it. I mean, we've had Christian Goldberg on this podcast three times and Christians at Hoffenheim, we've spoken about Nicholas Bühler, who's at Stuttgart, we've had several conversations with both and now yourself. And to be fluent in two languages, German and English, is no big, no big understatement. And I certainly think it does everything really to enhance the education, personal development and the coaching education, which is already in plain sight in German football. But if you don't mind me playing devil's advocate, Max, Um, having had a recent call with Christian and obviously doing my own research on the issue, there's been a bit of a backlash from some people, certain people in German football, some that are well-known, uh, familiar ex-Bayern Munich player, I may add, about laptop coaches. Um, obviously, given your own background in YouTube and Twitter analysis, what would you have to say against that? Well, I think... Um... Yeah, it depends uh, because I think every coach has his own style and obviously um, a coach who is only able to, to use his laptop um, won't be a good coach on, on the training pitch. So um, I think you'd really have to make differences uh, between uh, the analysis side of things, um, uh, yeah, working on the laptop, but also working on the training pitch. And I think... Um, We've definitely got a lot of specialists here in Germany. And I think, um, yeah, the most challenging task in a, in a coaching team is that everyone can work to his strengths. And um, obviously, um, everything is needed. And of course, Christian Streich is, is uh, someone uh, working at Freiburg. And he is definitely someone who um, works with video analysis as well, although one would never say that he's a laptop coach. So I think um, there's so many uh, different needs uh, when you really want to coach a team on a, on a high level. 
um, yeah, that you cannot only be a laptop coach and cannot be only good on the training pitch, but you rather have to combine all these things. And do you ever foresee a date in the near future, perhaps, Max, where this sort of stuff is kind of quashed, this debate is quashed, really, because it's kind of nonsensical for starters in a way, but it seems to have gathered some legs, and most notably in the past few years. Yeah, well, we would see, but um, yeah, I think that uh, combining these areas um, will be uh, the challenge in the, in the next years. And probably there will always be people who um, yeah, um, talk bad about uh, certain aspects of football, about certain ways of, of coaching. And um, I think uh, that with the new generations of coaches coming up, um, not only in Germany, but I think also in other countries, um, yeah, that, that with all these uh, new generations of coaches that um, the debate will um, yeah, somewhat go away with, with time, definitely. And speaking about the future, I mean, what does it have in store for you? Are you inspired, Max, perhaps after your coaching debut this year to take to the bench again at pro level? Or do you foresee a lot more longevity, perhaps, on the analysis side of the game? I definitely really like both. And I think it's really important to work in a coaching staff where you can uh, work to your strengths, as I already said. And um, I definitely like working as an assistant coach in the way I do at the moment. Um, yeah, I could also think of, of working as a, as a head coach, definitely uh, within a coaching staff. Um, yeah, but it's always about uh, taking responsibilities in order to improve and in order to learn. And at the moment, I uh, can really take a lot of responsibilities here being an assistant coach. And I think it's um, yeah, not something common and not something that you can do in, in every club. So I'm very happy um, about my role at the moment. Um, but of course, uh, coaching, maybe also even, even coaching youth teams uh, as a head coach is definitely something um, yeah, that can, yeah, I can also do in the future, but I'm not sure about it. And, and I yeah, haven't really made up an opinion about it. It's always about uh, taking the responsibilities within the coaching staff and working to your strengths. And for those of which are very much inspired by listening to you in this conversation, Max, me being one of them, what advice would you have them going forward in the future to embark upon a journey such as yourself? Well, I think the most important thing is um, having passion for, for doing it. Um, I started yeah, working uh, for a really, really small club, um, coaching a youth team, and I didn't really earn money with that. I just did it because I had a lot of fun. And that's uh, how I got into analysis, because I just wanted to improve. I just wanted to, to understand the game uh, in a better way. And um, I think uh, the passion is something that I've never lost. And that is something really important because you, if you do something with, without a passion and just try to work towards a goal, then probably you will never reach it. And um, yeah, being passionate about it is, is something really important in my opinion. And then working, working for smaller clubs, taking um, all opportunities that, that you have in order to improve, um, yeah, trying to do the coaching licenses, trying to communicate with a lot of other coaches is important too. In my opinion, I didn't really improve doing these licenses, but I definitely improved um, talking to all the other coaches um, who have got different ideas about how football works, about football tactic and, and coaching. 
And that is something um, that uh, everyone can do, communicating with other coaches and trying to work on your own philosophy. And that is definitely something independent of age. Peer-to-peer learning still remains undefeated, even in the 21st century. Max, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. We wish you nothing but the best of luck for the upcoming season. And it's been great having you on. Hopefully we can get you on for round two in the near future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.